Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 126. I don't really have anything new for gaming this week, so I talk about Sleepy Hollow, which just started. And some people on the Hearthstone forums have been having problems with doing the dailies, in particular the class-based dailies. But today I got one that I thought, well, this is one that I'm kind of specifically constructing a deck for. So I thought I would post it on the forums, talk about a few of the strategies and why, you know, I made some of those choices, maybe help some people out. So since I didn't have anything else to talk about this week, really, I thought I might mention those same suggestions here, and those are broken into two parts. The first part is suggestion for neutral cards for that particular daily I got. And the second section is about the class I chose and the class-based cards that sort of support that. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Sleepy Hollow just started and has appeared on Hulu. So I'm sure if you have, you know, a TV show watching site that is not Hulu, I'm sure they have it as well. Sleepy Hollow, although I'm not an expert on the legend, does not seem to be a traditional version of the Sleepy Hollow legend that we grew up with. There are a few differences, I think, that make it really stand out and kind of interesting. Ichabod Crane was an Oxford professor who came to America. He got involved in the independence war because he didn't like, you know, how England was sort of imposing all these rules on America. And so he joined the war to fight back against them in defense of America. He died in battle fighting against a British soldier horseman who he made headless right before, you know, he got his final blow. After that, he wakes up in modern times in sort of a cave and he finds his way to the major city which is the township of Sleepy Hollow. As the show goes on, I won't do any spoilers or anything, it is revealed that the Headless Horseman is not the traditional Headless Horseman that we know, and something far deeper and more sinister is actually involved. These aspects are blending sort of myths and legends from different places, and so it's got some extra flavor that makes it, you know, as I said, very interesting and has a lot of potential for the future shows. Ikegwad Crane is not a standard immortal in that he didn't live during the time, you know, from his basically origin to the time the show is happening. You know, he was alive, he was fighting in the war, and then he's dead, and then poof, you know, he's in modern times, you know, several hundred years later. It's not even stated if he's actually immortal or if he was just resurrected this one time. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he does take damage, if he recovers, or, you know, if it is that he is just reborn this one time. Without going into any more spoilers and only seeing the first show, I would say if you are into fantasy shows, immortal-type shows, and maybe, I guess, a little bit of mystery-slash-myth-based shows, you might want to check it out. 
it looks like it could be very interesting. Aha! I have done it! Behold the absolute power of Wilfred Fizzlebang, Master Summoner! You are bound to me, demon! Trifling gnome! Your arrogance will be your undoing! But I'm in charge of you! You face Daraxus! You face Daraxus! And all lord of the Burning Legion! You face Daraxus! You face Daraxus! And all lord of the Burning Burning Daraxus! Daraxus! You face Daraxus! And all lord of the Hearthstone deck strategies with Rabbit. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, some people are saying that they're having trouble with some of the dailies. Mostly that's in regards to, you know, classes they aren't familiar with or classes they don't play. Well, the daily I got today and, you know, I started my, I guess, suggestions for isn't necessarily class specific. Doesn't really matter which class you play it with. I thought I might, you know, post suggestions for it because it is one that is, I think, kind of more rare. Today was the first day I'd seen it, and it was kind of a challenge because I don't typically build my decks like this. The daily was called Only the Mighty, and it requires you to play minions with a cost of 5 or higher, which means they're pretty much all late game creatures and all very expensive. You only ever really get 10 mana total, there are a few ways to get around that. But basically, you know, with a maximum of 10 mana, that means if you exceed 5 mana on anything, you can only do, you know, that one card and then smaller cards. So it gets really into this sort of meta resource management issue. I mean, you know, 5 mana for, you know, a minion, you know, you can drop 2 of them in a turn, you know, easy enough to figure out. But if you have one that's like 6 or 7, then you've only got like 3 or 4 mana left. So, you, you know, do you play a 3 card? And then a one card, or do you play a four card? You know, it all gets kind of confusing. Typically in my decks, I don't go all that much over five. I'll have maybe a few six and seven mana cards, pretty much for that reason. It's a lot easier to bust out two or three cards that are smaller, you know, and sort of manage things more carefully. Anyways, uh, kind of overly rambly introduction there. But for this particular daily, I thought I would you know, build a deck specifically with a lot of really heavy creatures, make it sort of a late game deck, and see if, you know, I could finish that daily in a, a quick amount of time. Because otherwise, you know, in my standard decks, I'd be doing maybe one of these kind of minions, you know, per round, and that would take like a really long time. Because I think it was, you had to get like 40 of them. So it's not a very small number, not a big number. I think after I completed this deck, I, I took a pause for lunch in the middle of it, but I think it was like five games total to get the daily done with this deck. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, this will be broken into kind of two sections. The first section will be the neutral card section. And these are just suggestions. You know, you don't have to follow them. But most of these cards are basic neutral cards, which according to the community manager person, because I had to ask her, I wasn't sure what that meant in terms of rarity. But it means you should have some or all of these cards. It's been quite a while since I started, so I don't remember when they unlocked 
But I would think if you've gotten all of your classes up to level 10, you probably should have most or all of these cards, except for a few of them, which are not uh, basic cards. They have, you know, actual rarity. Anyways, the cards I would recommend would be as follows. The Booty Bay Bodyguard, which I believe I've mentioned before. He costs 5 mana. He has 5 attack and 4 health, and he has taunt. He's a really good defender. He's the one I use the most because he has a high amount of attack. And so a lot of people are kind of hesitant to, you know, attack him because if they do, it's pretty much they're going to trade creatures. A lot of people really seem not very hesitant about trading creatures. I don't know why. He seems to be one of the rare people who holds back and, you know, doesn't attack with everything every round. So that's kind of odd. I don't understand why people are so eager to trade creatures. Anyways, he's probably one of my favorite defenders. I'm not sure how exactly to say this name, but I believe it is pronounced Gurbashi Berserker. G-U-R-U-B-A-S-H-I. <laughs> like I said, I'm guessing that's Gurbashi. I'm not sure. He costs 5 mana. He has 2 attack and 7 health. The reason why he is really interesting is because he gains 3 attack whenever he is damaged, and that's not an enrage. So he's one of the few things that that's not based around an enrage. So he pairs really well with a class that can heal, like the priest, which is what I based, you know, this daily's class around. But like I said, I'll I'll get to the class-based stuff in a moment. But basically, the hero power for the priest is he can heal two points of damage. You know, you have no fear of sending this guy against you know, something small, he gets bigger, and then you just heal him right back up again. Nightblade is 5 mana, and she has 4 attack and 4 health. And she has a battle cry that does 3 damage to the enemy hero. So she's pretty good for a small direct damage. Stampeding Kodo, I have talked about before. He is rare. He costs 5 mana. He has 3 attack and 5 health. He has a battle cry which will kill a random minion on the enemy side, which is two attack or less. So he's really great for controlling smaller minions or getting rid of that taunter who has, you know, very low attack but high health. Lord of the Arena is six mana. He has six attack and five health. And he has taunt. He's not one I typically use because, as I mentioned at the start of the rambling, And he is 6 mana, so that puts you pretty short for anything else that turn. But since this deck is, you know, specifically going for big creatures, thought I'd throw him in there and get some more taunt. The Reckless Rocketeer is not one I typically use in a deck. She's kind of one of those one-shot deals. She costs 6 mana. She has 5 attack and 2 health. So she's really fragile, which is one of the reasons why I tend not to use her. But she doesn't have charge, so she makes... An interesting sort of direct damage. Because you can either charge right in and hit the hero or use her, you know, like you would something like a fireball and just charge her right into, you know, a bad guy that might be, you know, critical to get rid of. And the last one is Wind Fury Harpy. She is common. She is six mana. She has four attack and five health. But she also has Wind Fury, so she can attack twice. She's really good for breaking through, like, some small defenders. Or if you hold her back in reserve, she's good for, you know, beating on the hero because she has that double attack, which, you know, basically makes her an 8 damage critter. As I mentioned, I paired this daily's 
deck with Priest. Because Priest has the hero ability that for 2 mana you get to heal 2 health. So since this deck is, you know, so late game focused, I figured having, you know, a hero power that allowed you to heal yourself back up again would be really good because then, you know, you could survive those early hits. You know, somebody drops out at a 1-1 or a 2-2, you know, in those first couple turns, they, they ding you, you're like, okay, whatever, and then you just heal yourself right back again. Seemed to work out pretty well. Like I said, I got the, you know, summon 40 big minions in like five games. I didn't win every game. I won three of the five games. So it's not, you know, an amazing deck, but I think it's a deck that will do, you know, quite nicely. As I mentioned, this deck was specifically built for doing this daily. And the greatest strength of Priest is being able to take your opponent's deck and turn, you know, sort of their strengths against them. So some of the cards for that have been left out because, you know, I had to have a certain number of cards for, you know, the big creatures. And I wanted Priest only to play sort of a supporting role in this deck. So some of those cards might be missing. But these are the ones that I would suggest would work well in such a deck. You know, again, focusing on, you know, just completing the daily instead of getting, you know, the maximum number of wins possible. Silence is a common card, and it costs zero mana. It's pretty much the easiest way to, you know, silence something. You got zero cost, so it's cheap. You don't have to worry about it. Holy Smite costs one mana and does two damage. That's not a huge amount of damage, but since this deck is mostly really late game, having this and, you know, smashing the little monsters your opponent brings out will help keep things under control until your bigger monsters do start coming out. Inner Fire is a common card. It is one mana, and it makes the minion's attack equal to its health. Most often you'll want to pair this with Divine Spirit, as Divine Spirit doubles their health, so, you know, you can boost their attack. Although I've never seen it done, I would think you could also use this in an offensive potential. You know, maybe something's an 8-8 and you get its health down to, you know, 1 or 2. You could use it against them and then change their 8 attack to 2. But I suppose that is one potential use for it. Though it would be kind of wasteful, I think, to do that. Unless it was like the perfect move. Mind Vision is 1 mana. It copies a card in your opponent's hand. Now this is the biggest thing I think I could recommend for Priest. Do not, absolutely do not, not, not. Just use this as soon as you get it. I have seen a lot of priests do it, you know, that first or second move. And that's absolutely not a good time to do it. Well, I mean, it might be an okay time to do it, but it's certainly not ideal in my opinion. In my opinion, you want to wait until maybe three or four turns in, see what they've cast out of their hand, since the game does show you what cards they're repeatedly looking at. You know, you can see... Is this card, you know, and this card something the opponents looked at multiple times? Is it something they've grabbed and started to play and then put back in their hand? You know, the time to use mind vision is when you've seen the opponent do that, you know, several times. Or, you know, they only have three or four cards in their hand and they've been holding those for a while. You know, these are key cards for their class. These are something, you know, really powerful and useful. You know, that's the time to play Mind Vision and steal it from them. Divine Spirit is two mana. 
And mentioned before, you know, it doubles the minion's health, so it is best paired with Inner Fire. Shadow Word Pain is a great removal card for Priest. It costs 2 mana, and it destroys a minion with 3 or less attack. In a deck that is, you know, late game focused like this one, that could be very helpful early on, or, you know, later on, you know, if they have several minions out, you know, you can sort of control the board with them. Control of the board is one thing that this deck is kind of really lacking as it's focused on, you know, getting those big minions out there. The Northshire Cleric is 2 mana. She has 1 attack and 3 health. And whenever a minion is healed, you get to draw a card. So she's really good for fast card draw, you know, sort of speeding up your deck. However, since she is so small and all the creatures in your deck pretty much are, you know, really heavy creatures, you probably don't want to throw her out too early. Because if you do, you know, she'll just get squashed because she's the only thing out there. Might not want to wait until, you know, a little bit later when you've got a taunter up there. You know, so that way she's protected from getting squished, you know, easily. Thought Steel is 3 mana, and it copies 2 cards from your opponent's deck and puts them in your hand. This is one that's a bit more of a mixed bag because you can get kind of anything since it looks at, you know, the opponent's entire deck. But it's also, you know, one of the stronger cards because it does allow you to pull some of those sort of key cards and cards that, you know, focus in a particular way and, you know, use those against your opponent. Typically, when a deck is built, you know, a certain way, it's kind of vulnerable to being attacked in the exact same way that it's built. So if you get the right cards, you know, this can really help you out. In a deck like, you know, this one that is, you know, heavy minion focused, you know, you might pull a light minion and that might help you out early game. Or, you know, you might be able to pull, you know, something like an AE attack from a mage. And, you know, again, that makes up for some of the weaknesses of this deck. However, you know, one of the inherent weaknesses of the card is that if you pull something that requires a strategy, you know, you're not going to have that strategy. Or as example, you know, maybe you pull something that boosts a piece of equipment, like Rogue has Deadly Poison, which, you know, adds so much damage to your weapon that you're currently holding. You know, if you don't also pull that weapon, you know, you've got no weapons of your own, so that card is, you know, basically useless to you because you can't do anything with it. But I have had the total opposite happen, where when I was playing my Warlock deck, a priest, you know, used this card and he happened to pull Jaraxxus. So it was absolutely hilarious seeing, you know, a priest play a very late game warlock card that, you know, they otherwise wouldn't have access to. You know, it can work in your favor and be kind of hilarious at times. And the last card I would recommend from the priest for this deck would be Temple Enforcer. He is 6 mana, he is 6 attack and 6 health, and his battle cry is that he gives another minion plus 3 health. So he's pretty cool to pull out and, you know, maybe one of your minions is hurt. You know, you you can pump him up a little bit. And then, you know, that gives you a little bit more time to get him healed back up. So as I said, you know, hopefully this gives you some suggestions for, you know, such a deck, you know, that focuses on late game critters. A lot of the priest card recommendations, you know, will work kind of in any situation. Although, as I mentioned, you know, Some of the strengths of Priest are left out of this deck because, you know, they kind of weigh the deck down. So, you know, there are a few other Priest cards I would, you know, recommend in what I call my mind meld deck. You know, where you are pulling things, you know, away from the enemy and using them against them. 
like there's one card, I, I don't remember the name of it, but it allows you to take control of an enemy minion which has, I think, three or less attack just for that one turn. So it's kind of cool, you know, you grab that critter and then you, like, smash him into the face of somebody else and, you know, the opponent loses two critters. Or there's, like, an eight-mana card called Mind Control, which allows you to permanently take control of a critter from your opponent. That's another one I, I would recommend for the Mind Meld deck. But be mindful that, you know, if you if you use that card, it puts it into sleep mode when you get it, so you can't attack, you know, right away. The opponent will get a chance to respond. More often than not, somebody does that to me, I'll just, you know, turn it into a sheep and then laugh. But those were all the suggested cards for building a deck around this particular daily. As I said, I don't know how often I'll do these sort of strategy recommendation deck building things. So hopefully you found it useful, or if you aren't in the beta yet, you know, in the future when the game is released, you will find it useful and come back to here. And hopefully it helped you out a little bit. Not really anything for the news this time. Infinity Blade 3 is now out. For me, I just picked it up a few hours ago, so I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, and thus it is not on the ramblings for this week. Expect it next week. If I didn't have such a sad life and was homeless, I probably would have written myself a note to grab it first thing in the morning and then, you know, had plenty of time to play it. But I kind of forgot, so... I didn't even get it till the late afternoon. But it should be on next week's podcast. And that's it for the news. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. I'm still pretty sad. I still have a bit of a cold. Occasionally I'll sneeze. But mostly I'm just really tired and pretty congested. I've been really super depressed lately because nothing seems to really be changing. You know, we're coming up again on another quarter of school. And it's like, you know, all these classes don't seem to be doing anything. They don't seem to be helping. I've never gotten any job interviews, you know, based on my school experience, which is just mind-boggling. So I'm getting very sad and depressed that, you know, nothing seems to be changing and things just seem to be, you know, slowly getting worse. But, you know, there's nothing I can really do about it except try and deal with it one day at a time, I guess. But hopefully everybody out there who's listening is having an okay time in life and doesn't have to worry about such issues. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye.
He died in battle to a horseless. <laughs> but I have seen, you know, the total opposite happen where I was playing Jaraxxus and, you know, a priest played. Oh, oops. But I have had the total opposite happen where I'm playing my priest. Oh. But I have had the total op. <laughs> now I can't think. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought the question was directed at me. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.